names like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. And we're live. Welcome, everybody, to the Lakers Lounge. It's actually a lounge atmosphere, right? I got myself a nice, well-timed glass of, of wine. Aaron is drinking something clear, which which is a. I mean, a new all one. that all that that all that that should indicate is I have consumed everything that was already at <laughs> all the brown stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all that you need to know about that. And and, and Raj, I bought a I bottle of imagine... Hennessy yesterday, and uh, I made au poivre, uh, steak au poivre, steak frites, and au poivre sauce. So that took a little bit of that, and then my brother and I drank some, and then um, I couldn't find any white wine this morning. And so I put uh, some Hennessy in the gravy. So there's no uh, there's no Hennessy left. Man, <laughs> excuse me, unnamed well, cognac. Un- unnamed cognac for one thing, and mm-hmm. uh, and man, this is that's always the worst feeling, right? When you're when you run out of the go to liquor, like that's like my my go to liquor is is Sazerac whiskey. That's what I make my old fashions yep. with. Yep. And um, unnamed rye whiskey. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> And, and yeah, like running out of it when I go there to, when I go to my decanter and it's, you know, either one drink left or just empty, it's the worst feeling. Cause you're like, I should have, I was out and about anyway, I could have just gotten a bottle and you, you know, know what I should have done because there's, there are copious amounts of red wine in this house. So I should have just had some red wine, but I didn't mm. think of it in time. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to drink or not. So like, I made a, <laughs> I made a pineapple With the two of, Are you kidding me? With the two of us? Are you kidding me? I don't know. I feel like I'm still, you know, have a rookie. You never, I was like, have you me... never listened to or seen an episode? No, of most definitely. Yeah, but are you know, kidding me? I, I made. And by the way, this is called so. this is I was... this is a holiday in and of itself, and it is called Blackout Wednesday. Yeah, and this is and, 6 well, p.m. Pacific time. It's 6 and, p.m. for you, and, and we're in the uh, Lakers lounge. Right. Lounge. We usually. Anthony and I drink at 10 o'clock in the morning. Well, noon my time. But yeah, um, what's funny, Raj, I swear to God, I was going to say I'm drinking uh, my red wine. Aaron is drinking his, um, is it tequila? No, I finished that also. So we're on, we're we're, we're really bottom of the barrel here. uh, It's it's gin. I'm drinking gin. That's a Christmas drink, though. That's a good, like, that's a holiday yeah. drink. And then, it's, I mean, uh, basically, there's nothing brown and it's not vodka because I, yeah. vodka just, I don't drink. Yeah, I'm not really. I mean, I don't really drink gin either, but here we are. I was, I was literally going to say, like, you know, I'm drinking my stuff. Aaron's drinking his stuff. And Raj is, I'm, I'm sure, drinking something pineapple or apple, like apple pineapple juice. Smoothie. And, and, and actually, <laughs> You're trying to like clean out the organs or something. Is this like a no, health? So kind yesterday of I went in, I went and bought a ninja, like, fruit blender and okay. it's like the coolest thing in the world oh yeah sorry uh, unnamed blender um thank and, you thank you <laughs> and uh it's just the most amazing thing in the world i made like a fruit smoothie today and i just feel uh feel amazing it, it tastes really good so it, it's um, the that's biggest drinking. the biggest drinking night of of the year yeah, it's called blackout doing Wednesday. a live show that is a lounge Did not and Raj is like am i allowed to drink Right. The most offensive part in all of this is it means he doesn't listen to any other show on the. No, I definitely, I definitely listen to ours. (laughs) I'm going to start sending like I'm just going to start saying random stuff about Raj 
in our shows just to see if he mentions it the next time he and I, I do think the first time it may have been my first show the first time we did the hook um and we we had to test sabrina to see if she was listening oh, about, the about the ring yeah i think i think i think we did that so we're gonna have to start dropping mm-hmm. those in on every other member of the silver screen and royal family just to see who's well, paying I... attention and who isn't well, I wanted to clear something up before we start the show. So the last lounge, I think uh, th- that we that I listened to, and you guys were going through uh, Aaron when you, I think, oh God. had the the misstep on the treadmill, yes. and then I somehow got involved in there. But Anthony, you know, you said you thought I was five four. I just want to clear up in case like my future <laughs> wife is listening. Like I'm like five seven and a half, five eight. So I just want to clear that up. I am hey, not you better, five hey, four. You better take that I'm, five eight, brother. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the half, the half is like that. you can round. What you actually mean is you're like five seven seven and a quarter. So you call yourself five seven and a half. So you can mm-hmm. round that to five eight. Yeah. Ex- ex- no, exactly, I, yes, I remember. So. I used to work at Men's Warehouse, and I used to like one of the things that I had to do a lot was was me- measure guys it? up. Huh? Say I guarantee it. Oh, I have a story about that guy. But I've but, heard so, I've heard he's among the worst human beings anyone's ever met. Um. He seemed chill enough when I met yeah. him. Yeah, like, almost too another chill. buddy of mine worked there in high school for like three days, and the dude would come in and he was just like, apparently he was well, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but so, um, yeah, so we were at, at Men's Warehouse. I would measure guys up for for t- tuxedos, for you know, weddings and proms and whatever. And um, my favorite was guys coming in who were easily like five six tops who would say like I'm five nine, and I'm like. Look, man, I'm five ten. I'm five ten. This is not your hinge profile, are you? Yeah, like, look, look here, Mark Wahlberg. Like, you are not. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen? There's a video. It's on the internet. It's a uh, like, uh, so there's a a uh, wedding party, like a bunch of groomsmen, and they go in to get their their tuxes for this wedding. Oh yeah, and there's one guy who is smaller. <laughs> Let's call him not even. No, he's not really yeah. smaller. He's shorter. He and is. so the, the the guy that's fitting him goes through the whole process of measuring it out, and he goes, "Okay," and then he goes back and grabs a like, like a, toddler. a toddler's tuxedo and brings it out to him on a little hanger and goes, okay, "Try go try this off." The dude just and falls his, over. And his boys are dying. Yeah, I used to, I used to love messing, with, especially if it was multiple guys coming in at the same time. Um, they would always like. Cause you have to measure the the chest, right? And that's yeah. the one like, that's, you know, you go like, I wear it right now. I wear like a 42, 44 regular. Um, sure and short? Nope. I'm 5'10". Okay. And, yeah, an actual 5'10". Be... I look, man, I'm, I'm long time married. I have two kids. There's no reason to lie about how tall I am. But like my favorite was like, I would, I'd measure up, you know, I'd measure up guys like around their chest and I would say to like, all right, so and so, you're a forty, and then the next guy would come in, and he just kind of like puff up a little bit, and he'd be like, "Hey, look, by the way, that's not going to help. You're going to have to stand there on. the whole time with your chest out but like that's this. Also, so you're up, a- that's not going to help when you actually are wearing the jacket. <laughs> right, it's going to make yeah. it look ridiculous. <laughs> so men are men are stupid, stupid <laughs> creatures. Um, I'm, right, I am actually. Uh, somewhere between six foot and a half and six foot one of course i call myself six yeah, foot one but mm-hmm. i'm like six six in your program <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, I, I think wanted, my I wanted, blogger... I wanted to clear that, I wanted to clear that up for you know future wife subscribe to the Thank Silver you. Screen Roll feed. Like just want them to know I'm not I'm not five setting, setting them standards high, huh? By yeah. blogger height, Aaron is like seven following. feet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what else? Um, would you know, of course, they would be listening to the feed. Of course. So. There are literally eight girls, women, females, whatever. There are literally eight of them <laughs> listening presently. Maybe. And we, Maybe. We, we're, we are thankful for all eight of you. I just say, I just like picture Raj's well, wedding. Two of them like, are my mom and my sister. Raj's <laughs> wedding. His, his, his future wife is going to be like, you know, there's a good man in here somewhere. And then, <laughs> <laughs> um, that Connor has that long and luxurious hair. He could say Raj is a juggernaut in Raj somewhere. <laughs> So we um, we are going to I don't know necessarily how long we're going to be going live with this. It is the night before Thanksgiving. I do want to get us out of here at a decent time, um, but we do have quite a bit to talk about. Apparently, according to some reports, um, this time coming from Dave McMiniman of ESPN, the Lakers are uh, looking beyond 20 games now looking ahead to to December 15th, which, um, yeah, we'll just keep on kicking that can. No urgency, you know, just a forty-year-old LeBron, and 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 Anthony Davis. Already, who was... we're doing this already. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> this is like me and you arguing around the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> we're just like, <laughs> it is just forty. You see... We're just LeBron. You're just gonna sneak a forty-year-old LeBron in there. Huh? There was just there was some like there was some politician apparently who who like put together a list of accomplishments that Biden has made in his first like term or whatever like that. And he was like, for those of you who are going to talk about this at Thanksgiving, I'm like, one, you're just ruining people's Thanksgiving. Like, it's just you you walk into Thanksgiving with that on your body, on your person. You are ru- you are the person who ruined Thanksgiving Two, like. Honestly, that's getting engagement. And it did. It got a ton of engagement, which makes me think like there's a whole bunch of really sad Thanksgivings out there. Yeah, so I would I'm much Demo- rather I'm a, like, Democrat, sit there and, yeah. I'm a Democrat kind of, but pretty liberal. It's not a long list. <laughs> it's just I voted for the man. Uh, yeah. It's not a long list. It it never is. The anyway. Nobody accomplishes that's anything. A, that's politics. a whole different yeah, this is, I mean that <laughs> they are employed to not accomplish anything. But yeah, we um <laughs> I could just picture Aaron and me at Thanksgiving just yelling across the table. Arguing about Yeah, arguing just about scream, screaming about Rob Polinka. He doesn't know the CBA. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. He was an agent. Um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about like actually, Raj, this is where I, I, I really wanted to start the conversation with you. You love the basketball part of this. Like you went Absolutely. back. You rewatch games. You actually really care about like the stuff that's going on on the court. Not to say that Aaron and I don't, or that most people don't. It's just that like you get you get like audibly annoyed when trade stuff comes up in your spaces shows, and it's a really bad pairing to do your show with me on those spaces shows because I can't focus on anything other than this shitty roster that the Lakers have put together heading into the season. Um, and and so Raj, I just want to I wanted to start here with you because I think this is something you and Aaron can really riff on. But like, how frustrating is it to go into the season and have Anthony Davis putting up literal wilt numbers, like numbers that Wilt Chamberlain um, w- w- was be, be, being able to put together? And um, you know, you have LeBron. Obviously, he's missed some time, but like, he's still LeBron freaking James. 
So how annoying is it for you to have to like always circle back to trade rumors, trade speculation, trade this, trade that, because that's, that's the oxygen in the room right now surrounding the Lakers. Yeah, it's, it's very annoying. Honestly, like every time miles Turner, buddy healed play well, their stats come up, their combined stats come up, their combined rebounds, how many three pointers they made. And I get it. He made today. No, I didn't get to watch. Okay, watch I'm gonna it. grab that while you're talking. Go ahead. I mean, they're, they're I mean, ten and six, which is just like that's. Yes. They're a good. They've been a pretty good team to start. No, like it. It gets annoying, and I think you know you were sitting on the twenty games thing, uh, for a long time, and I always thought that was just something you know, like maybe they'd look at it there, but I thought this team Miles would have Turner to just show... hit his sixth three pointer and has 28, 28 points in this win. The Lakers made four yesterday. All right, go ahead. Sorry, Raj. <laughs> Yeah, they were two or six, two for 16 if you take out the rust threes. Um, but yeah, like it, it gets frustrating, but I, I get it. Like the talent disparity that we have is something that everyone's going to focus on. But like, I think we're starting to like, I mean, we're five and 11, so it's hard to like see those positives and, and see them in the results. But I think like we're starting to find stuff. And I always thought this team had to, and Aaron, I think you can speak on the more like what they actually believe, but like this team had to show some kind of fight or being able to like keep their head above water. You, you brought up 80, putting up those, like, wilt numbers. That's been for, like, the last two weeks, right? Like, he's still, you know, he was, like, the best defensive player to start the year, but the offense was still up and down. LeBron obviously wasn't shooting the ball well, and he has, like, a crazy minus to start the year, which is just unlike him. So I think they want to see, like, what those two look like, and I think we got, like, Lonnie Walker's legit. I feel like Austin Reeves kind of fit into that starting role. Uh, I think Troy Brown's played okay. He had his worst game in Phoenix. Um, Thomas Bryant looks like a good, like, backup big. Like, I think we're starting to get core pieces uh, of a team that kind of makes sense. And then you can kind of move Russ and the picks for whatever and, and, and go all in. But yeah, like, I just think this can is going to be kicked all the way to the trade deadline. Like that's how I, I kind of feel. They're going to, they're going to wait on this. So uh, we talked all right. About so this. Here, here's, here's yeah, a miles Turner clip. I got to show this. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> is that McDaniels he got? Cause yeah. he, destroyed somebody yeah he has six three-pointers 28 points and he just murdered Jaden mcdaniels on live tv for everybody couldn't use that guy nope um so there's there's so much going on here i mean there, there's so much nuance in it, and there's so many different factors here and part of it is how the other teams that you think of as trade targets um trade partners let's call it how they're playing, right? And we've all heard of Indiana packages and that Indiana is definitely going to tank for Weminyama, same of Utah. And Utah is back leading the West and Indiana is 10 and six. So it, uh, there's, there's a bunch of schools of thought. Is it too late to tank for those teams? Um, should no. they even be tanking? Because... Uh, Yes. I mean, in Utah's case, they lead the West. I mean, it's kind of hard to like start tanking when you lead the trade away your pieces when you lead the conference. Okay. That but like, does, like, yeah, go ahead. Did, my, did, no, my did point is, fans... If you're thinking of kicking the can down the road, if that's what you want to call it, it does allow, and especially because the Lakers, as Raj said, are starting to figure out some things that look like they're working. I will admit, <laughs> and I sent a tweet out about this yesterday, there was a time that it was Anthony Davis and not just four guards, but four small guards were on the floor. Yeah. And that went about as well as you would expect. Four guys like Austin Reeves Raj's was size. at power forward. Mm -hmm. No, oh, I don't even think, fair. I don't even There's think no Austin reason. was on the floor. 
no, no, no. I don't think Austin was on the floor. I think it was. Who was it? It was. I know. Definitely none. Yeah. It was. It was. It was Schroeder. I think it was Schroeder. Russ. None. None. Pat. Who? Who, who was the fourth guy? And it might have been. I don't know if it was Pat. I think it was Pat. I mean, it wasn't yeah, just okay. four guards. It was four small guards. Yeah. Pat was a power forward. Yes. Pat Beverly yeah. was pay, playing power forward. Mm -hmm. um, but as Raj mentioned, right, contrary to what we were hearing and seeing in, in preseason and over the summer, Thomas Bryant has looked like a solid piece. Um, right. Troy Brown has been good, but he hasn't been so much lately. But all of, all of these kind of moving targets, I, I mean, to be fair, I do understand calling it kicking the can down the road, but it allows you to gather more information about what you have, what's working, what isn't working and what everybody else has working it isn't working and some new trade partners may emerge um etc so i do understand I do, but anthony i do think the sentiment is fair but it does allow you to hopefully make a more informed decision and as we talked about on i don't know if it was on uh on the lounge last week or if it was on the hook that the Lakers, this stretch of games for the Lakers, I didn't think any specific game, starting with the Kings game, was a must-win. But I thought this was a must-play, must-win a bunch of games in this stretch. And so far, the Lakers have. They haven't dominated so much that you say, okay, now 100% we're in, especially with the LeBron they haven't injury. haven't had LeBron. Mm -hmm. Yes, but that's, but that's part of the calculus also. Is because if LeBron and AD aren't healthy, none of it matters. I don't care who you trade for. None of it matters. You, the Lakers aren't good enough to do anything unless they have both LeBron and AD, hopefully AD playing like this and LeBron able to play at full capacity. And then I think it, there's an argument that it makes sense to do something, maybe even something major to give this team a shot. Are the Lakers with whatever trade, are they going to get past, you know, sixth or fifth? No, but there is an argument that I will listen to that with Anthony Davis playing at this level, which is absolutely an MVP level, if LeBron is able to be healthy and play at his normal high level, then I think you have a shot, even as a fifth or sixth seed. You have a shot against anybody, in which case I think it's probably more worth it. But LeBron's missed five games in a row. I mean, so we don't know. And this team has not dominated against weak competition. This team has not dominated in a stretch where you say, oh, yeah, no, there's something here. It, it's trending that way, but I don't think mm -hmm. we can make any definitive statements quite yet. I'll make a, a definitive statement. Pacers down five, halfway through the third quarter. Downtown Indianapolis. Good pop. Turner. <laughs> That's pretty definitive. I think I think the Lakers could use somebody capable of doing that. They had Patrick Beverly playing power forward yesterday. <laughs> Patrick Beverly playing power forward. Could you imagine Patrick Beverly standing where Jaden McDaniels was? Would would Miles Turner just like jump over Pat Bev there? I, I, no, because we saw how physical <laughs> we saw how physical yeah, Patrick a... Beverly was last night. <laughs> my favorite i tweeted out that i thought patrick beverly should be suspended for 66 games after that, that shove and that. people got people took it serious <laughs> like somebody was like somebody tried to say like oh i bet this guy was super quiet when Jokic pushed markeef and i'm like what <laughs> anywho Dar you do like has Billy white boys <laughs> well ham ham has no choice right like who is he gonna play in those in those sets like we started the fourth again yeah but we had like a four guard set 
to start to start the fourth as well and it only survived like three minutes but like max christie was out which you know is a scary thing to say but like max christie was out jta is still out so like yeah, we have no other i mean wins. it is a scary thing to say you're depending on a minimum guy and a second round rookie but those mm-hmm. happen to be about the only other than lebron about the only six six to exactly. six nine guys that do wing ish things on the roster yeah, exactly. And the guards that we have that we thought were supposed to be, and again, Dennis Schroeder was kind of billed as a lead guard. He was obviously hurt. Kendrick Nunn has looked awful. I think they were expecting stuff out of him. So you have two guys that you were expecting that were supposed to be give you like non-minimum level um, production haven't came through as well. So like, I think, you know, they're finding stuff and Max Christie has played well. GTA, I hope hopefully he comes back. But yeah, I just don't see a trade coming until like the team at least continues to show a little bit more competence than they've had, right? Like, I, I just don't see a deal um, coming in the near future until then. I just, as many I as Miles Turner dunks that you post, Anthony, like, I just don't <laughs> think those are those are changing the front office. I, I just feel like it's pretty ironic, like painfully ironic, that the front office is demanding competence after the offseason that they just had, right? Like, that's... If they're demanding, like again, it's it's the I keep on making this joke, but it's the Eric Andre tweet, right? You know, they they they're, they're the ones that are you know shooting at the roster and then telling LeBron and AD like, how could you have not fixed this roster? How could you not carry this roster? And, and like we're talking, we're worried about LeBron's groin. Yeah, eventually he's going to wear down, given everything that he had to do to keep this thing afloat while he was while he was healthy. I'm concerned about the same thing here with AD that. You know, eventually he hit his funny bone and I thought he broke his, his hand was going to fall off. According to Reggie Miller, it might have um, <laughs> actually fallen off. Like the, the, when you're, when you're asking two of these guys to carry this roster and do the kinds of things that they have to do to carry this roster. Um, if you're, if you're hoping that they stay healthy while maintaining that Herculean effort, it feels like unfair to the guys that you're, that you're asking that, okay. to, that of. And, and you and you could be right. Maybe maybe you're right. I don't like that's that is a fair argument to make. And maybe you're right. However, so when I used to, because uh, I'm home here in San Francisco, my brother and I, back when I was in high school, I after I, when I got finally got a car, my brother and I would go to A's games. We're A's fans, so my brother and I would go to A's games. We'd drive across the Bay Bridge, and when we'd come back, there was a show called Roger. Definitely too young for this. Answer, you may remember this, but there was a show called Love Lines with Adam Carolla and Dr. Mm-hmm. Drew, who's a weirdo. Yeah. Um, now, we didn't know it at the time, but he's a weirdo. Both those guys are weirdos. Like yeah, it maybe, turns out. Might be right. So, Raj, <laughs> yeah. basically the show was, this was mm-hmm. kind of, this it was a call-in show, and Adam is a comedian, and Dr. Drew was a doctor, theoretically. And okay. people would call in, and it was pretty ridiculous. And they would seek, like, sex advice, relationship advice, etc. Okay. And so my brother and I would listen to it. And it was kind of like Jerry Springer, where you would just watch it to make yourself feel better about whatever you had going on in life. It's not that bad. So we would just listen on the way home from A's games and just cackle. And but the one thing that stuck with me is Dr. Drew had a had a saying and he would tell people this all the time. You have to deal with reality on reality's terms. Mm -hmm. So like like all of this should and the world should be this all. Sure but you have to deal with reality on reality's terms. Anthony, I'm not telling you you're wrong, but the roster is what it is right now. And so it, that doesn't mean that automatically you have to do something just because the roster isn't working now. You can compound an error and make it worse. 
I don't think you can compound an error with a guy who just, he just made another three, by the way. So he's seven of nine from three point range tonight, 31 points, seven nope. boards. He's having a, a great, block, he's having a great steals. game and he's been damn And he's been damn good this year. Miles Turner has been damn good this year. Not as a trade target. None of that. Just as a basketball player, Miles Turner has been damn good. I can say he's been damn good, but he healed a shot the hell out of the ball too. Fine. Yeah, that's all fine. I'm not disputing that, but to say that like, Yes, the roster is this way, and and so you have to do something so LeBron and AD don't have to carry this weight. That sounds good, and you you should be right, and you are right. But that doesn't mean you just have to because of that. You have to do something, anything to lessen their load because of that. There still has to be a calculus. You can't throw good money after bad. And the roster but, is what it is. Let's deal with reality on reality's terms. But the 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 problem the problem with that though is. Part of this this reality is the person who could pull the trigger on these trades could do something here, right? Like some there there is something that could be done. Like I'm I'm sorry, I just don't believe that in this reality as it exists that there is nothing whatsoever that can be done currently. To, I'm not to telling you there's roster. nothing that can be well, done. No, but, but I'm but, telling you I'm not sure there is something can, that can be done with the conditions as they are now, that is worth it. That's what I'm telling you. I'm not telling you there's nothing that can be done. Well, the, the second thing, though, is, is again, like, yeah, we can... Uh, that's totally fair to, to, to tell people to deal with reality on reality's terms, right? But, like, it does let those responsible for this reality off the hook, right? That's why politicians always say, like, you know, oh well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not here. I'm not having this conversation to look back. Back, I'm trying to be productive and move forward. Well, oh, it's yeah. like that's well, my Mark, Mark McGuire. Yeah, like if, if, <laughs> if you're the fan. one who screwed He's this up, of course player, you don't want to talk about this conversation. I don't. Like, it's like I, I, I guess, I guess for me, it's it, you know, and and. This is why I started where we started this conversation with Raj is because like I would love like I man, I'm so sick of singing the same freaking song. We've been doing shows now for two years, two years now, essentially, that are that are the same song over and over and over again of when when are they going to fix this mistake? When are they going to fix this mistake? When are they going to fix this mistake? And for the, the entirety of those two years, it's been some new excuse, some broader horizon that uh, you know some greener pasture that in at after the trade deadline or when you get to the trade deadline more teams will be interested last year and then after the trade deadline and well this upcoming offseason you'll have another first round pick so you can have, you have more to work with and maybe bring more back for Russ and it'll be an expiring at that time so maybe more teams will be more interested in, in trading for it and then heading into this season it was like well we got to wait the first 20 games to see what the team looks like it's like, we know what that team is going to look like 20 games in. Sure enough, it looks like we thought it was going to look like. And then now it's again, it's the same thing where it's like, well, we got to look to, we got to see what deals look like on December 15th when more players who were signed this offseason are available. It's like, yes, in theory, in vacuums, this all makes a ton of sense. But like what it does is every conversation that we have about this team and everything that these guys read about this season the backdrop to, backdrop to all of it is, well, at one point, are they going to fix this stuff? <laughs> hey, there she is. Say hi to Mighty. Come here, Boogie. Say hi. Say hi to everybody. Hi, Boogie. Say hi right here. Say hi into the microphone right here. Hi. Boogie, hi, do you think the Steel. Lakers should trade Steel. 27 and 29? Steel, say hi. Say hi in the microphone. All right. You guys get whatever. Get whatever you want. What are you playing? All right. All right. You guys have fun.
Kids are the best. <laughs> they think uh, that's actually the the uh, Boogie L, the older one. The uh, the championship ring belongs to her, and she will tell you. By the way, th- those are the, those might be the two biggest Laker fans in the family. She do will they, tell you that ring belongs to her. Are they Miles Turner fans? Like, have they have they watched Buddy Heal this year? I'm not. You know, uh, I'll ask Boogie. I think she's been she's been uh, she's currently been breaking down Detroit Piston tape. So gonna, I'm gonna have to find out about. I'm gonna have to ask her. Well, ask her about Sadiq Bay. Apparently, he's available. Um, so. so. I tried to pick the most like random obscure NBA team to not get anyone in trouble, but here we here, here we are. I'm a Boogie, machine. Boogie is breaking down Orlando Magic tape now. Insert whoever you want into that. But yeah, I, I guess like I and and we're gonna get out of here fairly quick because I do want to get off into our holiday weekend festivities. But but like that's the that's the part of this that I think is the most frustrating is this idea that somehow the Lakers can play through all of this with a roster that everybody knows was put together with a Russell Westbrook trade in mind, and that, like, they're, well, we got to see if we're 500 come December 15th. I know that's not going to be the case. Like, we, we know what that's going to look like. The, the, the only games that the Lakers have won so far, um, had, they've either caught somebody by surprise or they've beaten a, a team that's going to be mm, low lottery. That's reductive, though. You've decided they caught them by surprise because the Lakers won? <laughs> that's kind of reductive. Well, because <laughs> you're telling me that like like the the Lakers outclassed or out talented somebody this year. Like, no, but the Lakers have also roster. lost games that they were they had more better talent. Uh, Kings, uh, Kings are playing well actually. Kings are really good. Yeah, um, the Blazers, Blazers are playing well. Too. Those are, are the really two. Yeah, Utah, Utah has a bunch of good players, but. They're really good this year. They are good, but that's 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 the thing. Want, Utah doesn't right. have more talent than the Lakers. Utah just has like oh, I don't a bunch more like <laughs> mid to high rotation level guys. They have more NBA players. The Lakers they are they have more Lakers high are level devoid they have of more NBA high level players. rotation guys than the Lakers do. Yes. Um, I want to. All right, we'll, we'll we'll stop talking about the trade stuff because it's a circular argument. Um, I'm glad we all agree that the Lakers should trade both of their first rounders for for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. But but I, I do want to I want to ask Aaron about this because you know right. you you spent more time closer to the league than 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 Raj and myself, and I'm watching this the you know the way that Indiana is playing tonight they got blown out right but but um they got beaten one fifteen to one oh one uh again Miles Turner finished with nine three point or seven three pointers seven nine three wait Indiana lost through all these tapes that you were showing like they were down in all these in this game. Yeah, it looks like Tyrese Halliburton didn't play very well. He went four of fifteen. Okay. Um, but but yeah, so yeah, I I, I want to know like with the way that Indiana has played so far this year and the way that Utah has played this year, mm-hmm. we know that the guys who were playing in the NBA or anybody playing in professional sports are some of the most competitive people on the face of the planet. Yeah, and I kind of wonder if all of the noise of like, yeah the teams that these guys are playing for do not want to win games. That's the conversation about both of those teams heading into the season. And I want to know, Aaron, like, is that something that, that NBA players take personally? Like it, is it like a, a yes, a, a, Raj, Raj, yes. It, like, I don't know, Raj, you might be too young for this, but did you ever see, and you don't, you don't like anything that isn't basketball. So you definitely didn't see it, but major league, did you, did you ever watch the baseball movie major league? No, but no, I see. I didn't no. see that other baseball movie. Wesley Snipes about. is in it. Tom Berenger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, so essentially, Charlie Sheen. 
in in major league in, in major league basically the spoiler the, alert from 30 years ago by the way <laughs> i think i think well other than raj just about everybody has seen this movie but but so like in this movie essentially uh the players find out that the owner wants to lose as much as possible so that they can strip things down and and sell and move from cleveland to like vegas or something like that something on the west okay. coast and and the players find this out and they take it so personally the the owner of that team was actually a former model so they they actually put up her like fat head with like stickers that can be stripped off with every win that they get and okay. and so eventually um they they go on this crazy run they they have this incredible season cuz it's a, a a baseball movie and and the entire foundation of the movie is these super competitive guys are doing whatever they can to stick it to management for daring to plan their entire organizational structure on, yeah, these guys suck. We're going to lose. And then I can be in Vegas next year. And Aaron, the part that I'm kind of wondering is like, not obviously is that show, is that movie a documentary, but, but is that something that like those guys in Utah, those guys in Indiana, like they have to, they are probably enjoying this season more than any other season they've played into this point. Right. So there's there's like a foundational issue here, and that is that organizations tank, but teams slash players do not. Um, especially because all these guys are playing for their next opportunity, their next contract, and have pride, and as you alluded to, are some of the most competitive people on planet Earth and are not used to losing games and do not like to lose. Um it does seem like the guys in Utah specifically are having a ton of fun. Yeah. They seem like which is maybe crazy the most cohesive team Utah. in the league. Um, <laughs> and guys will tell you they don't pay attention to any outside noise or they don't see what is said about them. They don't hear anything. They're lying. Everybody knows what is being said. Everybody has an idea of their standing in the league. And that's why for those teams... Um, it becomes like the beginning of the year becomes so important because as I said, like, yeah, it seemed like Utah was probably on a path. I mean, look, they traded away. Yeah. Their three, uh, their three best players, probably. My, Certainly my they're was Danny Ainge saying like, what would give, what would give you any indication we were trying to lose? <laughs> well, well, you traded, you traded your three best players. Stars, yeah. I don't, you traded your three best players. Unfortunately for Danny, he I can got back read too many. He got back too many like mid to high level rotation NBA players back. who can shoot and they have who really all like coach. sort of fit, even though it seemed like they didn't fit. And shout out to the coaching staff there for making all of that fit. So and then Laurie Markkinen became an all star. Like that's kind of right. That's yeah, Laurie kind of, Markkinen yeah. turned into Dirk Nowitzki with a handle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean. I think the like the the main point is I don't think it's not I don't think it's about in in to use your major league reference I don't think it's about sticking it to management for these teams I think it is about internal pride and a frustration right these guys are playing they'll they'll play for each other and they're playing for their next contract and like they don't want like Larry Markkinen doesn't want Utah to draft somebody that's going to take his job like it's so it's it's about self-preservation and winning i don't think it's so much about sticking it to the organization so what organizations will do is you know you saw it in i mean shade gilgis alexander is a a top five player in the nba this year and has been a top 20 or 25 player the last two years 
well, okay, mm-hmm. he has a mysterious plantar fasciitis or some knee thing that lingers or a sprained ankle and Lou Dort has. So organizations will play guys Games. more minutes than they should play combinations in, in the guise of searching for something that they know are not optimum. But guys, when guys are on the court, they're, you are not yeah. going to find anybody that's not going to give you everything they got. Well, I, I would like to show you Damian Jones playing this year. Um, all right. I mean, you're, <laughs> of all people. Yeah, no. Aaron, it hurts. All right. Um, I want to. I want to wrap up on this uh, last five minutes or so here. Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Today, mm-hmm. by the time you guys are listening to this, to avoid your families. Um, favorite favorite Thanksgiving dish. Well, we can expand it to holiday get, dish because, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, there's a lot of carry. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of carryover between those two things. So. Aaron, you're the cook. I'll let you start on this one. What's the what's the best dish? Well, so if you're saying Thanksgiving, it's, a... my, it's a different answer than Christmas because my favorite of any holiday is uh, my prime rib. I make like mm. a I make an herb crusted and mustard and herb crusted and horseradish crusted prime rib. That's pretty good. Um, but for Thanksgiving, in my family, we don't really mess with. I'm this year for the first time smoking a turkey breast. But like four or five years ago, we gave Just up on breast? turkey because it's not no any dark good. meat. Turkey's not good. Turkey is dry. Whoa, dark meat is good. Dark turkey meat, is not turkey good. is good. So what we do, we get we get a honey baked ham. This year, so I'm you're doing you're doing the thing breast. that the Lakers we do. Used, you're like I used to deep fry turkey. Cook the worst part of the turkey and say turkey is bad. Like that's what the Lakers the did way, this no, offseason. No, 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 not the not the way I do it. <laughs> you know, my smoked turkey breast is delicious. It's a and you're a Texas guy. It is a Central Texas Franklin barbecue style uh turkey breast which is delicious i assure you but we've we've tried you know the roasting the turkey for many many years frying the turkey turkey's just not as good as chicken so what we do now is i'm doing the turkey breast smoked uh we get a honey baked ham we fry a chicken we roast the chicken but the key to to thanksgiving is the sides are better so Mm. i'm making collard greens mac and cheese and by the way if you don't bake the mac and cheese it's not mac and cheese uh, mashed potatoes. Uh, I said the collard greens. We have fried corn. We have cornbread dressing. Stuffing. Yeah, cornbread dressing, of course. Okay. Okay. Um, my favorite is probably the mac and cheese, though. I would say my favorite of all of it for Thanksgiving is the mac and cheese. And if you don't bake the mac and cheese, it's not mac and cheese. Ross, do you have a do you have a go to there? So I was gonna say mac and cheese. That's actually my favorite. I'm a big sides guy as well. So mac and cheese or mashed potatoes. I love mashed potatoes. I think a lot of people find it very boring, but I'm a big mashed potatoes and gravy guy. So I don't cook though. So Aaron, I have to <laughs> I come got over you. and have your. I got yeah, you. I gotta I got come you. over and have your have your dishes. You. But uh, yeah, big uh, <laughs> big mashed, pota- <laughs> mashed potatoes. I like I like Raj saying at the beginning of this that he's hoping his future wife is listening to his shows, and then he announces, "I don't cook." I'm five, seven and a half, and I don't cook. (laughs) I I yell about basketball on the internet. Real bachelor. Oh, man. (laughs) So um, I think mac and cheese is the the most boring plate on the table. I can't can't get into it. I can't get into it. Maybe it is. Maybe it is the people who are cooking it at the at the places that I have gone to. Like we did a ch- chili cook off last year. That you know, this time last year, my wife and I won. Uh, shout out Jen putting chorizo in the in the mm-hmm, chili. That mm-hmm, that, that mm-hmm, was bomb. Mm-hmm. But um, we did a mac and cheese cook off this year, 
And I there was no discernible difference from plate to plate. It was just all there goes with mine. It's just what 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 do you do? Because for me, if it's a pasta, I need some kind of red sauce in it. Like that's just my my stance. It needs to have some kind of color to it. Because mm-hmm. otherwise it's not it it's really bland. It's a really bland dish. Mine is not bland. So I, I put bacon and leeks in it. All I right. have uh five or six cheeses. Um and one of the secret ingredients is a do brown you think chip- Rob Polinka cooks with brown leeks? chipotle powder. I don't know if Rob cooks. Do you think I don't know I don't know if Rob cooks at all actually? We haven't I know I know I know Jeannie's a, you know, she really hates leeks in the organization. So like, so like do you think that's something that she eats in the leeks are delicious? Holidays? I don't I don't I don't I have no idea what you're referring to, but leeks are delicious. <laughs> leeks and unnamed yeah. cognac are delicious. What's a leak? I've right. heard of that before. What is a leak? Um, yeah. Well, it's when like LeBron says, I, can you believe these guys are waiting till December 15th now? L-E-A-S. Dave, get on with these podcasts and tell Lakers fans that this is the bullshit I'm doing in the food leak. What is it? It kind of looks like it's from the onion family. It's kind of onion, oniony, garlicky, and it looks like it kind of looks like an enormous green onion. Got it. Okay. So I'll see you tomorrow or like Wednesday or when when what? <laughs> so I'll see you tomorrow at your house or the uh, other day I'm or... in San Francisco until oh, gotcha. Saturday probably. Okay. But okay. next time when I'm in town, you can come over and I'll make you the mac and cheese with the leeks in it. <laughs> All right. You got it. Nice. L E E K S. Raj, we can see your likes on Twitter still. We can still see your likes on Twitter. Be careful, brother. I've 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 ended that. That was after you I'm told me, I Raj could. just figured right. out we can see his likes on Twitter. <laughs> What's the meme? Raj Kurt Rambis like finding out people can see the likes. No, no, no. <laughs> on that note, I'm Anthony. <laughs> that was Raj. <laughs> Aaron Lawrence. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs>